Hello and welcome to The Sporty Scoop, a podcast made by Queen students for Queen students, talking all things sport on campus and in the wider sporting world. My name is Norma Khan and on today's show I chat with QUB ladies footballer Talene about the club and their ambitions for the upcoming season. I'll also be joined by Tierna Kelly to discuss Ireland's momentous victory over New Zealand at the weekend and as always I'll have a roundup of some Northern Irish sport which you may have missed. Okay, so I'm now joined um, with Talene from the Queen's Ladies Football Team. Talene, it's great to have you on the show. Um, do you just want to tell us a bit about um, your role at the club and kind of how you first got involved with ladies football? Um, yeah, so hi. Um, I have been, I started in second year, so that was um, four years ago, three years ago. Um, and I co-founded actually the society because it hadn't been up and running for five years um, prior to that. And yes, I'm currently the social secretary of the um, of the club, and so that just involves you know trying to organize some socials and making sure everything's up and running. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and you know, when was it that you first kind of got involved with football, and then what inspired you, you know, to restart the club again, Queens? Um, well, I I played. Um, football in when I was in high school and I also uh, founded a girls football team there because there was none and in I did an undergrad also in Exeter which I had I wasn't playing football because I didn't really like the team but um but it, when I came here I really wanted to to start again and first year there was obviously nothing and then second year it started up again um, and so I just thought it'd be better to, to have an actual society. Yeah. And do you want to just tell us a bit about how the club kind of works? You know, is there different teams or at the minute, is it all just one team? Uh, well, as in, at the minute, it's more one team, but we are trying to, to make it two because we do have two coaches. And this year, the first time where we actually have two coaches and where we can, you know, have first division and second division because before that we didn't have enough team members, so that's quite good to have <clears throat> this year. Yeah, and you know, when and where um, do the ladies football team train? Uh, so we train at the Dub. It's uh, the Upper Malone Road, uh, Queen Sports Centre. It's quite good. It's quite a good pitch, and you know, last year we. Like on a good day, we were 12. This year, we're on a bad day, we're 20. So it's it's quite good to have um, a lot of people join in. And even from, you know, from different levels of football, it really doesn't matter. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I've been to the dub before. It's quite a good pitch up there, to be fair. The 3 yeah. pitch, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you talked about having two coaches there. Can you tell us a bit about the two coaches you've had um, this year? Um, yeah, so they're both, um, so one is S- Scottish, I think, and or Welsh, <laughs> and the second one is Northern Irish, um, and yeah, they're, they're really nice, the one is called Michael, and the other one is, no, sorry, Matt, and the other one is um, Noel, and they're both really good, you know, they're um, encouraging, but also, you know, they give us good feedback or even bad feedback when we're tr- when we're trying to improve they're a lot more um 
professional, I guess, because it's it is a lot of fun, but it's also they're trying to like make sure that we have um, you know good positioning and trying to get better at defense or attack, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's yeah, it's, they're they're quite good at that. Yeah, and um, you know. Do you play matches against other universities or is it more, you know, teams here in Northern Ireland? And is it kind of in a league format or would it be in kind of knockout competition for cups and things like that? Uh, for now, we're actually in a league at the moment. Um, it's not with other universities. I think it's mostly for with NI teams. We still haven't had our first match because of, um, I think, the first team couldn't make it. And so we had to... Uh, cancelled but then I think maybe next week we'll have one uh, I'm not too sure exactly when we'll have I don't know I don't think there is knockouts yet uh, but we will also have a futsal a futsal um, type of league as well yeah I was yeah. actually gonna come on to ask you about that you know how great is it having a futsal section in the club? Because obviously I've played both football and futsal and, you know, there's quite different rules involved. It's kind of nice for someone who maybe wants to play on, like, the smaller pitch and, you know, experience a different type of football. Yeah, um, so actually the first few years that we started, it was more mostly futsal because obviously we were less, less girls as well. So that was uh, nice because obviously it's like five aside. Um, I think it's great. Before doing futsal, I only had played football outdoors. And I didn't think I would like it, but I actually loved it. And as you said, you know, it's quite nice to have a different, um, a different, you know, opportunity to try both. I think futsal is a lot more intense yeah. in terms <laughs> of like, you don't have time to go. Uh, whereas the outdoors is more of a... Um, obviously teamwork and well both of them are teamwork but like you have just a bit more time to think and to rest in between the um sprints so yeah no I think it's it's quite good to have both it'll be nice to to be able to uh to to play both futsal and outdoors yeah especially coming into the winter months getting to play football indoors is always a bit nicer (laughs) um you know You've been talking about kind of the different competitions you're involved in. Have you had any recent success? Obviously, last year was probably a write-off given the COVID situation. But, you know, has there been any good league finishes or anything in recent seasons? Um, well, actually, in third year, right before COVID um, started, we were in a futsal type of league and we reached the we were going to play the final match because uh, we were, at, we were, you know, getting quite good and unfortunately COVID hit so <laughs> we never got to play that final match um, but other than that all, like we've mostly played friendlies friendly matches and it just depends on um, depending on the friendly match we played sometimes we were good sometimes we weren't as good but we could see a really nice um, improvement in a lot of in a lot of the ladies that were playing which was really great to see uh but yeah other than the futsal um sorry the futsal match that we we weren't able to do other than that no we we didn't really have a good league set up yet yeah it's kind so of been the, 
yeah um, like building the team kind of to be able to then start challenging is that kind of the position the club's at at the minute building the squad's capable of you know going on and playing a full league season and sustaining like a challenge to the top of it yeah so I mean second year was you know just the start we weren't that many and then third year just as we were starting to actually be good um well better anyway we obviously covid hit and then wednesday uh, wednesday sorry um what's it called fourth year i keep saying fourth year as if everyone knows <laughs> 2021 um is yeah so covid was still there so we weren't able to to do as many matches as we wished we could have and hopefully this year will be better and we'll be able to showcase our improvement <laughs> yeah and you know you talked about COVID there I'm sure it had a huge knock on effect and just the kind of whole running of the club you know were you able to do any kind of activities at home like any kind of zoom fitness sessions or anything or how hard was it to attract members to the club last year it was quite hard but thankfully we still had our older members that were still in the club and we would have for example especially in um 2020 when COVID hit, we were like, it was a lot of online um, fitness sessions. And we tried to even do some of the uh, training sessions through Queens, like PC, which was quite nice. Um, but other than that, unfortunately, we like we weren't able to do much more. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and, you know, looking now to this year, has there been, like, kind of more people coming in, obviously inspired by maybe seeing, you know, Northern Ireland do so well um, to get to the Euros next summer? Has there been, like, and especially, you know, as well, not being able to play football for years, there have been more girls um, that have come, you know, started a Queen's or just already been a Queen's that have decided to take up football? Yeah, th there's a lot of uh, first, first years as well as second years because, obviously, the second years didn't do much last year. Um, and I think we were, were currently our group is like, I think 40 to 80 people on our actual, uh, WhatsApp group. Uh, but unfortunately, like, it's, I think 20 to 40 ladies usually come, which is, which makes sense. Cause I mean, a lot of people sign up, but then not everyone wants to come to the training sessions. But yeah, we're definitely a lot more than we thought. And we have attracted a lot of people, especially, I think, especially after COVID, everyone wants to just go out and either socialize or just try something new or even just go back to playing football like they like they did before. So that's also that's also nice. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you mentioned there are three different aspects of wanting to join the club. Is that kind of, you know, the benefit of the ladies' football team? You know, it's there if you want to play competitively, but it's also there for that social element. And as well, it's also there if, you know, you want to try something new. Yeah, exactly. That's that's basically it. And um, that's also why we're trying to to do two two teams where it's like first division and second division. Where it would be a, a bit less uh, competitive and more more of the social aspect, and we do try to do like we had one um, one social. Unfortunately, it was during the reading week, so we didn't have as many ladies that came. But every Wednesday, for example, there's a there are socials in the speakeasy for all sports clubs 
which a lot of our ladies go to. And that's also, you know, quite a good opportunity to socialize with not only football um, ladies, but also other other sports. Yeah. And do you have any socials planned for the upcoming year now that, you know, restrictions have eased about you're able to start planning for better social? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm actually trying to hire a, a bar or something to, to make it to have like a few a few of the, our ladies to come and um, meet and greet basically uh, there's also I think next week there's also a plan to to go to Lime or is it this week maybe to go to Limelight and have praise before I'm unfortunately in Bangor <laughs> so I won't be able to to go but um but yeah no we're, we're we are trying to increase our social events <laughs> yeah and I have to talk to you about your training kits and your playing kits. You know, they are really, really nice. If anything, you would join the club for those. They are great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have Meg who who has um, notoriously tried to get the, the kits because it's quite a hard, hard, hard to um, get in contact with the people that are giving kits. So she's, she's done a great job at that. Yeah. And just finally, you know, how would someone um after this podcast maybe if they've listened um be able to get involved if they still can with ladies football so we're active on instagram um it's uh qb ladies soccer and they could also email us um or even just come up so our our training sessions are currently on mondays and wednesdays mondays at 8 p.m and wednesday is at 5 30 and it's also at the dub, so both of them. Um, so just, yeah, if anyone wants to come, you know, just to try something new or even uh, come back after a few years of not playing, that's also fine. And if you're competitive, that's also great. Um, so, yeah, just either contact us either by email or Instagram or even just come up, you know, and and have some fun with us. <laughs> yeah what position do you play so people know they're not coming for that position (laughs) (laughs) what do we it's fine um no i'm i usually play defense either center back or wing but yeah i'm I'm, that's that's my position (laughs) (laughs) talina it's been great to talk to you thanks so much for coming on and obviously anybody wants to get involved in ladies football she said you know check out the instagram or give them an email yeah thank you We start with football and Northern Ireland concluded their 2022 World Cup qualifying campaign with a win and a draw at home to Lithuania and Italy. Ian Barcliffe gave a debut to 17-year-old Nottingham Forest striker Dale Taylor for the closing stages of the Lithuania game with Northern Ireland already leading after a first-half home goal. They then produced arguably their best performance under Barcliffe when they held European champions Italy to a 0-0 draw in front of a sellout 16,000 crowd at Windsor Park on Monday with Connor Washington missing a late chance to snatch a famous victory for the Green and White Army. Meanwhile, the Republic of Ireland rounded off their World Cup qualifying campaign with two positive results against Portugal and Luxembourg, which meant they finished third in the group. They drew 0-0 against Portugal in front of a sellout 50,000 fans at the Aviva Stadium in their penultimate Group A game, but were left disappointed that they were unable to come away with all three points against the Euro 2016 winners, after Matt Doherty had a goal disallowed in injury time for a foul by debutant Will Keane in the build-up. 
They then produced another stellar performance to overcome Luxembourg 3-0 at the Stade de Luxembourg, courtesy of three second-half goals from Shane Duffy, Chesdo Ogbené and Callum Robinson, and Stephen Kenny's men have now lost just one of their last 10 games. Moving to boxing, an Irish world champion, Katie Taylor, will take on Kazakhstan's Feruza Sharapova in her next bout in Liverpool on December 11th. Taylor, who won her last fight against Jennifer Hatton on points in Leeds in September, will put her undisputed world lightweight title on the line against mandatory challenger Sharapova. The 27-year-old is ranked by the WBA as number one in the world at lightweight and has won 14 fights since suffering a shock loss on her debut in 2016, boasting title wins at super featherweight, lightweight and super lightweight. Taylor, meanwhile, has won all 19 of her professional fights, six by knockout, and can look forward to a huge showdown with Amanda Serrano next year if she can overcome Sharapova. Finally, to ice hockey, and the Belfast Giants picked up a win on their travels as they defeated Dundee Stars 4-1 in Scotland in an ill-disciplined affair at the weekend. After a goalless first half, strikes from JJ Pacin and Kieran Long gave the Giants the lead before Dryden Dow got Dundee back in the game with a deflected shot. Kyle Haas was then ejected from the game after tempers flared, with Cam Knight netting a late double to ensure the Giants came away with a comfortable victory. That's all we have time for on today's show. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to Mark McKibben for putting the show together. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.